welcome back to the program. Glad to have you. Final hour of the Bill Michael Show. On a Monday, Packers get a win yesterday. This week, it's off. Breathe a little bit. Breathe a little bit. Relax. Take it all in. Uh, I did repost over on the uh, Facebook fan page in case you uh, in case you missed it. Leaving Soldier Field last night, Mike Clements got a glimpse and a very blurry glimpse, but nevertheless, he said, and then this happened. No, really. Ask Bill Michaels. It's true. Santa Claus flew past us on a motorcycle with some kind of a sexy leather-clad elf on the back seat. And here comes this lousy little Santa. <laughs> it was 31 degrees, and Santa flew past us on a motorcycle. Now, that takes cojones. I don't care who you are. And by the way, Santa wasn't riding a bagger. Santa wasn't riding some kind of windshield-clad you know, keeping your hands warm or anything like that kind of bike. He was, Santa was old school in it. His, Santa looked like he had a souped up Dyna wide last night. He had it going on. No windshield, ape hangers. Yeah, he had 14s on that thing. I don't and know what that Santa means. Went, yes. <laughs> Anybody that rides know exactly what I mean. And somebody, if you ride a motorcycle and you just got what I said, call Ben and tell him what, what's going on. Please tell don't. Him what it is. Yeah, please do, do. Call Ben and let him know. Yeah, Santa had uh, Santa had old school man. No Certainly music, just one headlight package. Right. Santa had it going on last night. I don't care. It was good. And and the fact that he had some now Santa was wearing Santa's trying to keep the beard out of his face as he flew past us with the hat and everything. How the hat stayed on, I have no idea. But he had a hottie little elf on the back. I mean, she was all leather cladded up with a black helmet, black leather jacket. Uh, unzipped down to show her elves off and uh, leather leather pants with leather thigh high boots and a whole deal. Yeah, she was she was rocking it. Uh, Santa, All right. I don't know where, where Santa Claus was, but Mrs. Claus was at home going, "I'm waiting for you because I'm gonna hit you with an elf right upside your your big head." But uh, yeah, it went flying past us last night on the highway. There you go. I paint quite the picture, Ben. That's hmm. what it's all about, man. Painting the picture. Uh, 877-867-1670. All right, let's do this. Uh, let's get back to the phone calls. Let's go to Mike listening to us in Cudahy. Mike, how you doing, man? What's going on? Hey, dude, how are we looking? I'm doing good. I'm looking <laughs> fine today. Hey, you know what? The only thing missing from what you described with the elf riding on the back with Santa, was she? did she have a whip in one hand at all? No, she did not. She was <laughs> waving as she okay. drove past, though. She was waving well, to that people. Would well, that would have to be the that would complete the, the outfit, I would think. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> moving right along. Um, before the last one or two segments, you had a, you read an email from a, a listener saying that let's just blow this whole thing up. You gave the best analogy of a knee jerk reaction I have ever heard in my life, ever heard. <laughs> this, okay. And I'm going to add that to my repertoire. Thanks to you. Okay. But you know what? Uh, moving right along here, I feel sorry for Jordan Love because he's dedicated. You know, he's committed to the team. He knows the system. And if the Packers hadn't seen something in him, why did they draft up so high to get him? They're going to keep him for a, a few reasons. One is they're not going to, you know, like you say, they're not going to want to show, you know, their their hand at the table basically. And I think he knows the system. He looks good. Do you remember when? And I know I can remember what you said. This was a way while back when you were with a different station, which I won't mention, okay. um, saying that when Favre handed off to Baton Rogers, 
we had no clue who he was or what he what he was going to do. And you said just rest, relax, trust the process, support Rogers, and look at where he's at since he started. Okay, so mm-hmm. I think we got to do the same thing with Love. I think we're going to keep him. I think he's going to take over. I think he's going to do do fine. I support him. I'm going to trust the process with the Packers. And we may not get lightning in a bottle for the third time, but this is a very strange process that we've, we're going through right now because we did the same thing between Favre to Rodgers, and now this is kind of transpiring now from, from Rodgers to uh, Love. So, you know, a lot of people are, yeah, that knee-jerk reaction thing, I don't I don't buy that either. But right. that was the, probably the, one of the best analogies I've ever heard, so hats off to you, buddy. No, I appreciate it, man. Thanks so much. Now, let me say this. And, and when I say we didn't know what Rodgers had, behind closed doors, watching Rodgers in practice and what he did and talking to guys like Charles Woodson, you knew. You knew kind of what you had in Rodgers. You know, other defenders talked about it. Because Rodgers would come in and do things to try to beat you on a pretty continual basis when running scout team. You know, he they took pride in that. And when Rodgers was able to do it up against the ones, you're like, whoa, wait a minute. Wait a minute. How can this guy do this? And then you you knew why, because he's just he's just that good. He's just that good. You haven't you, you've heard a little bit of that about Jordan Love. So you you kind of know what you have behind closed doors, but he not a lot. You don't get that a lot, okay? But that's why when Rodgers took over, you're kind of like, you know what? Let him go. You look, just trust that process, you know, because you you believe what you've seen. You're, it's kind of like you can't unsee it. Your eyes behind closed doors are what they are. You're like, wow, this guy's really good. Give him a shot. And Rodgers was just so freaking intelligent. He just was so good. I remember talking to him the very first time. It was like this day or two after he got drafted. We're all sitting at these these lunch tables, and nobody was sitting with the guy because he was just the backup to Brett Favre. Who really cared? You know, they were worried about everybody else. And you're sitting there talking to the guy, and and I rem- I'll never forget getting up. I said, if you are, if your talent is half as good as your knowledge, if your talent is as half is half as good as your knowledge, you're going to be fantastic. You know, and then shook hands and all that kind of stuff. But people at the time, they were worried more about finally getting a good defensive back, a safety in Nick Collins. They were looking at Terrence Murphy, remember, as the wide receiver that they brought into that uh, that that draft. And they thought, boy, a second-round draft choice in Terrence Murphy out of Texas A&M. This guy's going to light it up. Here we go. And then they fortified the, the, the defense with uh, Papinga. Uh, they went to, um, who was the other guy? Uh, Michael Hawkins was the other guy that they picked up. So and and um, they really felt that they had something of Mike Montgomery, the other guy that they got out of Texas A&M at the time. And I thought, okay, here you go, here you go. You're going to fortify a lot of the trenches in this one. And then you picked up Terrence Murphy, and he's going to be the big time wide receiver you've been looking for. And he just never materialized. But the guy that came out of that draft was Nick Collins and Aaron Rodgers. Those two guys. Brady Papinga helped you along the way to win a Super Bowl, absolutely. Because don't forget those linebackers, specifically the outer guys, they were dropping like flies during that 2010 season. They were getting crushed. They went through, I think, six starting linebackers that year. It was it was amazing how many guys were hurt 
for them to turn it around and actually get wins. So you kind of knew what you had in Rodgers, but there you have it. Uh, let's go to Mike listening to us in Rockford. Mike, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, Bill. Uh, listen, uh, this was a great victory yesterday. Yesterday, um, I want to I, I wanna say, I was, I'm not going to say the station. I was listening to uh, a station in Chicago, and uh, they had on a guy, uh, I guess, I don't know, he's a reporter for NFL whatever, but I won't mention their names. But the, the thing is, they were talking about, here's what worries me, Bill. Um, they're mathematically, the Packers are still mathematically alive. 11% chance, I believe you said it was. And it, it didn't bode well um, for the Packers that the uh, Giants and, and the, and the uh, commanders tied. That's bad. That was actually bad for the Packers because you wanted Washington to lose because the Packers right. are the next closest team is, is the Washington Commanders, and they've already now they got a three games up. They've won the head-to-head matchup, so that that's your really only hope is to catch them or Seattle. Uh, and uh, Seattle has a tough schedule uh, remaining. Now I'm not I'm not really thinking the Packers are going to get to the playoffs, but if they do, if they should get there, uh, anything could happen. I think the only team in the NFC that would have scared me if the Packers get there would have been the 49ers, and now they've lost Garoppolo. Um, I think the the, the Eagles are not as good. I think the Packers played them really hard. I I think uh, you can run on this team all day long. They cannot stop the run, and the Packers have a good dynamic duo for running backs. But the thing I want to say, Bill, is I still think Joe Barry has to go. Now, I'm not discrediting the Packers for winning. But I don't know what Luke Getze's game plan was or what the Bears were thinking because they stopped at the half doing what was the Achilles heel of the Packers. The Packers could not stop Jalen Hurts. And, if, and, I, and I, I truly believe if Justin Fields, if, they would have, if Getze would have had the game plan and would have went in the game plan the whole way through after the second half, the Bears, I don't think they would have lost it. I think the Bears would have won the game. And it would have really exposed how bad the Packers' defense their coordinator is terrible. I think Joe Barry has to go. Um, I think it was great that the Packers came back in the fourth quarter. But let's look at who they beat. They beat a terrible team. The Bears stink. And they had how many guys, their whole secondary is all these guys off the practice squad. The Packers should have annihilated them, and they didn't. But I'm talking about the Packers stopping Justin Fields. And I don't think they had an answer for them. And why the Bears went away from it, no clue. But they did the Packers a favor. I'm all hang up there. I'll listen. Thanks. No, I appreciate it. He drops off. You get on board. Um, I first of all, yesterday with that new revamped Eagles front, uh, Derrick Henry only had 30 yards. So, <laughs> for a team that uh, was not good at stopping the run, they stopped one of the best running backs in the National Football League yesterday. Did he just say, "I think the Packers can make a run, and nobody scares me"? And then Joe Barry has to be fired because the defense stinks in the same sentence. No, I agree. I I, I put it this way: if I don't think the Packers' offense is capable of putting up twenty-four or more points consistently, and that's my problem. That's my issue because I think the the, the defense, for as bad as it can look, and remember they've given up over thirteen hundred yards, thirteen hundred twenty yards in the last three games. That's a blank ton of yards i mean a ton of yards so joe barry has no business being a defensive coordinator in green bay after the end of the season first and foremost but i i think offensively is there a team that scares me i think any team 
the Packers face, the Packers have hope for. But the problem is that the other teams have so many good positional players and do other things so well that the Packers are just starting to do. I don't think the Packers can go deep into the postseason. Even if they get there, I don't think they can go deep into the postseason. I think this next game against the Rams is almost a layup for them. And if they don't win it in somewhat convincing fashion. Now, look, you can win the rest of your season by a run or by a by a, a, a point. And, and you're in the postseason most likely, you know. So you can win out by one point. Your point differential is four, four weeks and, and you're in the postseason. But I think once you get to the postseason and, and you really play solid teams, you got a shot. But your recipe for victory is simply you got to get up early. You got to get up by a couple of scores and then let Joe Barry tinker with what is otherwise a bad defense that can then play with your ears pinned back. And maybe, just maybe, and I talked about this last week, because this defense looks like they're semi beaten. So they're a half step slow. The energy's not there at times. They don't have that same level, they don't have that same matching of intensity. But if you find yourself in the postseason, do they get that half step back? And play a little better, play a little more aggressive, but or do you get Joe Barry going? Oh, I'm going to play not to lose because if that's the case, then you're you're already beaten, and that's been part of the problem with his defense. He plays not to lose rather than playing aggressively to win, in my opinion. So, can you get there? Only if Christian Watson and this offense with Aaron Rodgers continues to progress. You get Romeo Dobbs back, and you've got another weapon. You've got another guy you can get indoctrinated, and all of a sudden you've got a couple of guys to throw the ball to you start to trust. Maybe they get better. Yes, it can. The offense can get better. Can the defense get better? I think the defense only gets better with aggressiveness. That's it. There's not much more there that's going to make you go, oh, okay, this is great, because I don't think it's going to happen. You still have a guy that's completely, in my opinion, inept steering the ship. So the only way you're going to be better is if the ship just goes a little faster. That's it. But I agree with you that <laughs> the, the defensive front for the Eagles has gotten better. And, yeah, yesterday they did a job on Derrick Henry, no doubt. Uh, when we come back, it's time. Mike Clemens going to be joining us. We're going to ride it out with Mike from here on out. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. between the teams and the two-minute warning. Rodgers finds Watson into Chicago territory. Remember, the Bears also have a missed PAT and a field goal blocked in a one-point game. It's not the first time that's happened this year. It's Watson on the end of the round. He can fly, and he can fly to the end zone. Touchdown, Green Bay. To be honest, if I see nothing in front of me, I, you know, it's, it's looking pretty good. So, I mean, honestly, that's exactly what I saw. I saw no one. Uh, I saw the corner go in with, with Sammy on, on his little crack block. You know, I knew if the, if the corner is not coming off, there's no one that's, that's going to make the play from the inside. Well, Sammy Watson had a good crack block uh, for those that uh, didn't happen to see it. Sammy Watson at least uh, did something on the field of essence. And uh, we welcome in now. 
Uh, the guy that witnessed Santa flying passes with a little hottie elf, uh, the leather, leather-clad hottie elf on the back of the motorcycle on the way home last night. Mike Clemens now joining us. Mike, oh, how you doing? Okay, so that wasn't just me. I, I wasn't no, hallucinating. It was, no, we're good. That was a real thing. Yeah, that was bizarre, wasn't it? That was, uh, yeah, there had to be something going on downtown Chicago yesterday with the motorcycles that were passing us, yeah. Well, it's the holidays. Who knows? <laughs> He's off to another <laughs> right. stop, man. He's already Maybe. taking orders from the kids. <laughs> um, you know, so Merry Christmas uh, for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, they've, they've opened up their presents early, and it's Christian Watson. Um, just a phenomenal performance. Uh, and in this is also getting back into what the plan was supposed to be going into this year and moving on from Devontae Adams and all those other kinds of things. But, uh, you know, Christian Watson made the difference in the game yesterday, and he's made the difference in the win the last two or three weeks. And he's, he's going to be what they're going to build their offense around uh, next year. And I thought it was interesting to note that what's he now up to – eight touchdowns in four games. Yeah. So you look that up in the NFL records, and who's had eight touchdowns in four games? And the names at the top of the list are Jerry Rice and Randy Moss. Yeah, I was going to say, I knew Moss was up there. Seven seven catches for touchdowns in that amount of time. Randy Moss, Calvin Johnson, Megatron from the Lions, Jerry Rice, and Odell Beckham Jr. That's what this kid has accomplished coming out of nowhere, finally getting the injuries behind him and getting confident with every snap. So after the game, you know, he was asked about how good the Bears' secondary coverage was uh, against the Packers in the first three quarters. And you you hear a kid who's watching the film and, and studying for these games. For me personally, just we're just watching film. I feel like we got a lot more aggressive play from the from the corners than I expected. You know, I, I think I you know didn't execute as as well as I uh, could have on on a couple plays. Just expecting something that they were going to do, and they and they did something different. So I mean, obviously, I just gotta you know continue to to, to play fast and just uh, you know adjust on the fly. Uh, I mean, that's the mentality. Honestly, you know, everyone has to have when they're out there. You know, when you're going every single play, it's a it's a one on one between you and the and the man across from you. Uh, so I mean, I, th- I think that's the mentality everyone you know has out there. I definitely you know had a feel for it um and just the just the intensity of, of the game uh you know i felt it from from you know the first drive you know obviously you, you you feel the fight every single play it's exciting to get any win but it's definitely exciting to uh you know get a win against the bears and get a win against the nfc north opponent you know i can only speak for myself but i mean i i truly feel blessed to be a part of an organization like the green bay packers you know regardless of the how the season's gone so far for us i mean that's results come but I mean, i'm just i'm just happy to be a part of this this organization now, Mike, I, let, let's let's. I, I want to slow the roll for just a second because he's had a really good stretch. There's no doubt, no doubt about it. He he's coming off of a you know injury plague start, so to speak, where he had some issues. Uh, but if this guy keeps up, and, and I'm not saying he can because I don't think he can, but if this guy keeps up this kind of pace, how in the hell did so many other teams miss him? Right. Right. Um, well, you know, he comes from a small program. He's out of Tampa Bay, ends up only getting picked up by North Dakota, the Dakota State. Uh, and because he is now flashed like this and he's making the national highlight reels. And don't forget, all those other guys I mentioned, too, by the way, when you start getting into the Jerry Rice categories and, and some of those guys, uh, except Randy Moss, I don't know if he ever had a great quarterback except one year with, with Tom Brady. But, you know, it helps that he's got a great quarterback feeding him the ball at this time, too. 
if Rodgers isn't back next year, can Jordan Love deliver? You know, you got to get the ball to the guy in the in the first. But no, the, the, you know, you know, there was national media in the game last night, and they were mm-hmm. asking him, "Wow, I mean, why didn't you go higher in the draft? And what was it like playing for the North Dakota State Bison out there in Fargo?" Uh, you know, I was in an offense that you know was really successful at, at what we did, and you know, if, you know, I only needed to run you know three or four routes for us to be successful and win championships in college, and that's exactly what we we're going to do. So you know, I think there was a lot that you know scouts or anyone who turned on the tape uh, wasn't able to see out of me just because we you know didn't need to do that to be successful. So you know, I think I've been able to continue to prove that you know I can do more and more than you know people thought I could do. Yeah, he's he's been really solid, and uh, you know, you kind of hope that. You know, once you get Romeo Dobbs back, and Dobbs was already creating that relationship with Aaron Rodgers, and now Christian Watson has the creation of that relationship with Aaron Rodgers, you wonder just kind of what they can do together, you know, if this thing begins to really kind of culminate here in the next few weeks. Yeah, and so this was this this fourth-quarter comeback from the Packers yesterday, and they go score 18 unanswered. And um, when you're kind of looking for the turning point of the game, I thought it was interesting that Roger says, you know, it actually kind of goes back there toward the end of the third quarter, and the thing that sort of took the lid off of that pass coverage that they had against us. Um, and by the way, the, remember the one play though to the left hand side where Randall Cobb was down completely wide open on the sidelines, mm-hmm. and Rogers throws it five yards past him, right. and then holds up his arms like, you know, Randall, you're wide open. You, sh- you know, what's the drill? If you think you're open, start running downfield so I can lead you. And Randall's just like standing there wide open, like just throw me the, throw me right. the ball. Right. I mean, if you just you could take that clip and circle and say, here's Aaron Rodgers, just throw to the guy, rather than always stick to your rules. But anyway, Rodgers says he was impressed with the Bears' cornerback uh, Jalen Johnson, and on that third and seven on their own twenty-one, late in the third quarter, that's when they got things rolling on offense. I think the most important play probably of the game was me just settling in the progression from an offense standpoint and throwing the ball on the left sideline to Christian on third and seven uh, down 19-10 because right before the fourth quarter, and that kind of settled things down. And then we put together a nice drive. I got a touchdown, got a stop, and then put together a field goal and obviously a big interception. We hit him on that third and seven play, got the drive going, and then obviously, you know, the last touchdown was to him as well. So, you know, with their coverages and, and, and Jalen, basically anytime he was on Jalen, it was man with some help, and anytime he was on the other opposite side, they were, for the most part, clouding it. You know, we had the one ball that we had pass interference on. It was a big play to him. So he really had three or four pretty big impact plays. Rodgers has had a lot of impact in this rivalry, 20-plus wins against this team, single-digit losses against this team. And really, the, the, I guess the, the story, other than the fact that the Packers came back to win this one, the story coming out of this was the Packers take over the all-time lead when it comes to the franchise as the winningest franchise in NFL history right now. Right. And Aaron also gives credit to Favre that, you know, after the 85 Bears and some of the dominance there and the bad years of the Packers in the 70s and 80s after their glory years under Lombardi, of the rivalry, uh, the Bears were way ahead of the Packers, and it took you know Favre and Rodgers in that era about 20 years to catch up to these guys. And now, now they put the dagger in the Bears again. They beat them on the 100th anniversary three years ago, Mallow Fleur's first night in that low-scoring game, and now the Packers have 787 franchise victories for the first time. They're the most winningest team in the NFL, the most, and, and they did this 
you know, with 18 unanswered points, and LaFleur was very proud about that. And I asked him about how they kind of figured out the Bears' coverage. Here's LaFleur. It was great to see contributions in all three phases. I think anytime you're you're plus three, you're going to have a, a great opportunity at winning the game. And, um, you know, it was a great fourth quarter, just a very resilient effort. I think the atmosphere is always great here, especially you can talk Packers, Bears. Um, obviously, the significant significance of this game um i mean that's that's a pretty cool deal uh for us to be the all-time winningest franchise and i know it wasn't always pretty but our guys stuck together and we found a way Matt, your run plays look good aaron seemed to have a lot of time to extend plays uh, but the bears defense the coverage downfield was pretty good what did you do to flip that toward the end well, I think early on in the game, they were playing a lot of soft coverage, a lot of two-shell, and it is hard to get the ball down the field when, when they're going to do that. And I realize that they've had a lot of adversity in terms of just three guys out of the lineup, um, you know, from the secondary going into this game. I mean, that's never easy on a team. And uh, not to mention, you know, they, they trade away two really great players. Um, so I you got to give them credit. I mean, they, they battled and made it hard on us, and we had to go earn it. That's not always easy to do, especially, you know, it comes down to, to the execution, and we obviously throughout the course of the season have not been doing it consistently enough. We, we made enough plays down the stretch in order to, you know, come out on top. Let's do this. Uh, we're still talking to Mike Clements, who was uh, down at Soldier Field yesterday with us. Good stuff. We're going to come back, and we'll get back into all this discussion and wrapping up yesterday's contest between the Packers and the Bears. Stay tuned. we got more coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Bears get the ball back, and Justin Fields is looking for Equinemius St. Brown. First and goal, Chicago. Much better in the second half for Green Bay so far on the defensive end. Now trying to contain Fields. Looking for Nikhil. Harry! What a catch! Inside the Packer 30 as he beats Jair Alexander. Big play Fields to Harry. Let's go scramble drill right here. Jair Alexander jumps the route. That's just a little scout route on the outside. And, okay, you're going to jump that route. I'm going to take off. Scramble drill. Harry going up and making a, great, a good catch. That's a great catch. You know, I just felt comfortable out there, um, you know, going to percussion stuff and stuff like that. Of course, we had a good amount of time, you know, thank you to the O-line. And, um, you know, just stepped up, going through my reads, and kind of just saw him late on the sideline, just chilling over there by himself. So, got that ball out. And I think this was my uh, one of my best games passing-wise. I mean, of course, the stats are going to show that. But I felt really comfortable out there, you know, in the passing game. And, you know, just kind of keep improving and keep getting better. Welcome back to the program. EQ. Getting behind Jair. He's scrub. He's a scrub. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at uh, Boondocks Barbecue Burgers in Brews, County Road K in Oconomowoc. Don't forget, coming up on December the 18th is their holiday cookie decorating luncheon. That's coming up. The 19th, they've got Monday night football. And then the 31st, they have a big uh, New Year's Eve party over there at Boondocks as well. So if you're looking for some things to do and you're in the Lake Country area out in Oconomowoc, Find uh, County Road K in Oconomowoc has Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews on it, and great people, good place. Go say hi to Tom too. Uh, good, uh, just good. To, I haven't seen those guys in a while. I got to get out there and say hello. But uh, great place to go, and make it a point to swing by. By the way, Trey Turner 
is going to the Phillies, that being announced. So some moves being made in Major League Baseball as well. And uh, joining us now on the hotline, yes. coming back, uh, is our guy uh, Mike Clemens uh, on board. And, uh, yeah, Jair, he had to do a little trash talking with EQ, man. Well, he was. Uh, Equinemia St. Brown was a draft pick for the Packers. Uh, I thought he I thought he could be a big, tall target for Aaron Rodgers someday. He had a lot of injuries, uh, and he just got passed up by other guys that they, they had on the roster, and they let him go, and the Bears signed him for big money. I also think perhaps his agent thought he could get more playing time, and the Bears were, were hungry for wide receivers. So that was that's EQ's personality, though. He's a quiet kid, smart kid, you know, out of Notre Dame. Uh, but, you know, you just, you're always waiting for the spark. And every time I see him make a good catch for the Bears, I also see him have to tag out and go to the sidelines. So, you know, he's kind of up and down. And then, you know, Nikhil Harry is a kid that had been with the Patriots who they really thought could be their next great wide receiver. And he's had kind of issues off the field. He, he had a very interesting uh, backstory at the Combine about how he even got into football. Uh, but he ends up burning Jair Alexander. And so this game starts off, Bill, with, you know, last week it was Jalen Hurts running all over the field on Joe Barry's defense. Now you got Justin Fields showing it off with his 55-yard touchdown run. Even though the guy missed last week with a, a bad left shoulder, there he is running past you uh, on an open field, and no one seems to have a spy on him. And the Bears are jumping out to a 16-3 lead. And you're thinking, is Joe Barry going to make it uh, the flight home? Right, I mean, right. it was it was getting bad. So we, got, I wanted to play this interview that we did with Jair just to show folks what you're dealing with. I mean, he's an extraordinary personality. He's a gifted athlete. There's times where it looks like he's out there freelancing, and maybe not with it. You know, sticking to his technique. I mean, they kind of got to get a grasp on this guy, even though they've made him the highest paid defensive back. So he gives up those two explosive gains to. EQ and to Harry, and yet in the end of the game, he jumps a route on front of Equinemia St. Brown, which you know was one of the important points of saving this win for the Packers. And so this was Jair after the game. Today, I got an interception in every uh, NFC North uh, opponent stadium, so I felt freaking amazing. You know, just one step to the milestone I'm trying to get to. What's going through your mind early, though, when EQ does get the big catch against Uh, none. I was like, man, it's scrub. he a scrub. I can't believe I let him catch that on me. But, you know, hats off to him because he did, did make a good catch. What about Nikhil Harry? Oh, uh, man, I was lucky. I was getting ready to pick that one, too. I was getting ready to pick it, but then he held the ball and then ran somewhere. And then as I'm running, I'm looking on the Jumbotron. I'm like, wow, he really just threw it. So, like, I'm like, oh, snap. This is my first time ever. First time ever, like, seeing a ball get thrown on me on the Jumbotron while I'm running. It was crazy. It was crazy. He caught it, too. I was like, oh, man. So after those two things happened, you had to make the play. Well, I had to. Had to make a play. Come on, now you try the best, you get the best results. You feel me? How much of a thrill do you get after that play, seeing the kind of energy it brings to the team? Come on, now I was thrilled up. I was telling everybody go home. You feel me? I was like, go home, man. Why y'all still here? You know? It was exciting, you know, it's just exciting to win, you know. Jerry, you're obviously a confident guy. Did, did you carry those two plays? You're not used to being on the wrong end of those type of catches. You carry those with you throughout the game and just kind of wait for your moment. Yeah, I know early in the game I was just trying to make too many plays. I was just trying to, like, 
changed the game early. And then I, like, I don't know what was going on. I don't know. I don't know. I was too zenned out for a minute. But, you know, they came in here in the locker room. They yelled at me. You know, they said it was your fault. You got to give up that, that long pass. I was like, all right, cool. Say less. Who yelled at you? Everybody. Everybody everybody got on me, you know. Did you yell back at them? No, no, I took it. You know, you, you know, you, you know, as a man, you got honor to what you're doing, you know. So, you know, I took it. What? Yes, I was super surprised he tried to do that. I can't believe it. Like, I still can't believe it. And then, I just can't believe it, man. He, he's a quiet guy. Yeah, he talked some trash out and he caught it. <laughs> Look, I would too. I'm not mad at him. I would have talked some trash too. But I don't know. He said something. And, you know, if we was, you know, if it wasn't on me cameras, I would have just gave him a little uppercut, you know, for what he said. But it's all good, though, because I got the last laugh. What did you tell him at the end? What did I tell him? Nothing. I don't gotta say nothing. The results speak for itself. What a what a dynamic personality. Yeah. You know, and, and to have him back there and then you go to the opposite side because you got a guy like Adrian Amos back there who's really quiet, former bear, really quiet. And he he's he's the counter opposite to that. You've got some really interesting personalities in the secondary. Right, right. And there's balance, you know, and Amos has got that much is that much more of a veteran. And, you know, for the most part, it seems like his productivity has dropped off a little bit, but who knows what these guys are doing in the scheme. Darnell Savage is, like, flamed out. I mean, this, yeah. you know, Rudy Ford has moved on. This is this is strange stuff that's going on right now. Did you know that Brian Gutekunst is going to talk today? Uh, I did hear that, yes. Maybe it's I because mean, I was sitting behind him yesterday. I don't know. <laughs> it's interesting timing. Is it maybe, okay, they feel compelled to talk about how the season's gone so far. They're, they're going into the bye week. Maybe that's you know a, a gesture to the to the media, like, hey, here's something you guys can write about while we're off on our bye week. And me, it might be that I keep on you know checking my phone though to see if there's anything stirring, like you know they're making changes today or something. Right. But I, I one of the things I thought I, there was a moment there in the third quarter, Bill. Where I just thought. Why aren't they blitzing this Justin Fields guy every once in a while? You know, you've, they've pretty much got figured out now who they're going to target. You know, you, you know where Cole Komet's going to be coming out. He ended up being their leaving receiver. Or when David Montgomery's on the field, what they're going to try and do. Can't just one guy blitz back there and take a shot and, you know, put Fields down? And so I asked Adrian Amos about that. Um, I don't know. I got I got to go back and look at what what we were actually um, calling in in certain situations. But um, but yeah, that's that's a quarterback that you got to keep keep contained in the pocket. Um, you know, what I'm saying it, sometimes if you're aggressive and miss, you know, what I'm saying he'll take off on you. So that, that's you know, quarterbacks like that you got to try to you know keep in the pocket. The uh, you know Cole Komet, uh, you know Mike after the game, uh, the same thing for the Bears. They continually just fall short. They they just haven't figured out a way to win. Actually, the Bears were one of the healthier teams in the league up until about week 10. And then the wheels sort of came off. Then, of course, you know, they kind of shocked everybody when they traded Robert Quinn because they're trying to get back some of these Trubisky-era draft picks because they're rebuilding. That definitely signaled a rebuild. And the same thing when they sent uh, Roquan Smith to the Baltimore Ravens as well. But Komet's, you know, here to stay. He ended up getting six catches for 72 yards. This is a guy that they like to put out there. You know, he's on the cover of the program yesterday. One of these targets for Justin Fields 
you know, as the Eberflus era and Luke Getze try and build this team. And Komet, you know, is a positive guy. He, he talked about, you know, here you had that lead on the Packers and it slipped away. Uh, you know, I'm confident we're able to break through one of these at one point, and, and when we do, I think, you know, we'll, we'll be able to do some special things with it. But, um, yeah, I think it's a good, good learning experience, and, and hopefully we continue to get more of these, uh, you know, with the last four games. It was just a matter of the Packers figuring out some offensive things. I can't believe they put up 18 points in the second half and only gave up three. I mean, that's, to me, the more astounding figure from yesterday. That's right. I mean, the uh, I don't think the Bears scored then after early. The Santos got a field goal there early in the third quarter. Of course, he had the one that I, I still don't know if that kick was blocked or not. It looked like the ball changed direction. I just can't figure out what hand he got or who got a hand on this. Some people say it was Dean Lowry. But I was, in, I was uh, intrigued when Aaron Rodgers said after the game, he, he pointed out that Jalen Johnson is going to be you know, a good corner for those guys, uh, for the Bears as they go on. He says that uh, Johnson was very proud how the secondary, with all these backups they've got, they, they lost Eddie Jackson last week you know, with the foot injury at MetLife Field. Um, how these second and third string guys played against uh, the Green Bay Packers. I think we did a damn good job, you ask me. Uh, especially those young guys playing Aaron Rodgers like that for the first time. Being on a high-level game, rivalry game, I thought they had their composure. Mike, uh, I know they didn't use Aaron Jones a lot in the second half. Uh, speaking of, uh, you know, kind of moving the football, it was more A.J. Dillon specifically on that last really solid drive. And uh, the question is, how bad are the sh- how bad is the shin that got nicked up yesterday? Yeah, they threw the ball to Aaron Jones five times. He had five catches. And he ran the ball, what was it, uh, nine times in the game. And he disappeared there for a while, for like a quarter and a half. It turns out it's not the ankle uh, we, we did talk to Aaron Jones at his locker room, and he said what he's going to try and rehab uh, during this bye week. My shin, I can't remember what game it was, uh, but then it happened early in the game, and then came came back in, then it happened again. So uh, I think it was – I, I could have definitely played, but I think it was more so than looking out for me and taking care of me and not wanting me to re-injure it since I've already injured it. Now they've got to the lead not only in the Packers-Bears series, but the overall lead when it comes to wins and losses, the overall wins lead as a franchise, at least for a week anyway. Right. And I also, you know what I really got out of that locker room was there's a juice in the air with this new wave of Matt LaFleur Packers uh, about the rivalry with the Bears. And I asked Josh Myers, the center, who said that the Bears did a good job, even though they, they don't have a very good defensive line right now, of shifting. Uh, and it was a little tougher for them to pick up some of the things that they were doing and the way they were filling gaps. And I asked Josh Myers uh, you know, about the Bears and Packers series. Very. Very. This is, um, you know, this is one of those ones that very, very few people get to play in. Um, and it's incredibly special to, to just to, to be a part of it. Uh, and, you know, of course, with the most wins in, in NFL franchise history tonight, I mean, just. Let's do this. We're real late for a break. Uh, Mike Clemens joining us on the hotline. We're going to step out, come back, close things out with Mike, this portion of the program. And Mike Clemens brought to you by the Bay Motel in Green Bay. Quiet, cozy, comfortable, and just a mile from Lambeau Field. It's that simple. Perfect for a family stay, Bay Family Restaurant, home-style cooking. Featured seven days a week. That's the Bay Motel in Green Bay. 
South Military Avenue. Call them for reservations, 920-494-3441, 920-494-3441, or simply do what I do. You can follow them on Facebook and just check them out at baymotelgreenbay.com. That is baymotelgreenbay.com. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Make it to Watson, give it to Dillon, and A.J. Dillon on the move into the end zone. It's a touchdown, and the Packers are within a score. Sammy had a really, really great block outside. Pretty sure he had a corner on him. He locked him up, and then uh, pretty sure the DN spiked down inside. O-line did a great job blocking. It was me one-on-one against the safety, and you got to get those uh, as many times as you can, so it was awesome. Welcome back to the program. Good to have you. And uh, Mike Clements joining us uh, on the hotline and uh, kind of enjoying that discussion regarding yesterday and wrapping things up. And, Mike, you know, the Packers, uh, you, they, they get a nice win. And, uh, you know, now obviously they get uh, the week off and everybody gets to reflect and, excuse me, heal up, hopefully. Yeah, and, and also A.J. Dillon, we talked to him after the game about this history thing, that 787 franchise wins now the most the team with the most wins in the history of the NFL, surpassing the Bears on their home field. And I said, did, did Matt LaFleur bring that up, you know, in the locker room? He said, no, Aaron Rodgers did. So, you know, in that locker room where they had the White House speech from Charles Woodson and, yeah. and, and all this, it's another historic moment for Aaron Rodgers there at Soldier Field, and A.J. Dillon talked about it. It's crazy, and, you know, it's awesome to be a part of uh, most wins in football um, at this level, man. And, and, you know, it's really an honor to be a part of the Packers and be a part of that winning tradition, uh, the winningest tradition there is. So, um, you know, it's really cool to be a part of, and uh, it's really, really awesome. Um, Mike, look, it's uh, we get a week off, regroup. Hopefully, I mean, right at least as of right now, they're mathematically alive. Um, but you know, they're not—they're only a loss away from being eliminated. But do you think this team has the capability to figure some things out before they hit the field yet again? I think they improved yesterday, and I think that's—and they're already looking for what's going to happen next year. And you know, regardless of when they're technically mathematically eliminated. They need to get this young group of receivers out there, like Christian Watson, like Romeo Dobbs, back on the field, and either start working with Aaron Rodgers or maybe some games later with Jordan Love. Aaron Rodgers talked about, yeah, if I'm back here next year, who knows, that's got to be a mutual thing. That's going to set off a week of clickbait all through yeah. this bye week, especially when the 49ers lose Jimmy Garoppolo to a broken foot. But I also think that I want to remind people, Aaron Rodgers also knows it only takes one hit to end your career, and I think he's more increasingly aware of that. So when he talks about maybe next year, he, he could be one hit away from the end of his career as well. It's wait and see. Mike, good stuff as always. Fun time in Chicago, and uh, we'll be back at it again real soon, okay? Thank you, Bill. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, bud. Talk to you soon. There you go. Mike Clemens joining us uh, for a few minutes on the hotline and wrapping things up and always good. Uh, and appreciate Mike's stuff. Uh, coming up tomorrow, who knows what else we cover tomorrow. We're uh, going to continue to delve into the Green Bay Packers in their bye week. Uh, talk a little bit about what's going on in Major League Baseball as well. As uh, baseball trades, movement is being made. Uh, you know, We've got signings and free agents and such. And So baseball news happening. Uh, we continue to effort towards 
uh, a weekend of what I would like to think of exciting football, regardless of if the Packers are playing or not, because you've got some teams you can root against coming up this weekend as well. So fired up about that. But, uh, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff today. Good wrap-up today. Hopefully back uh, tomorrow with the live stream. I apologize. We'll try to get it back up and running. Hopefully we're capable of doing so. So uh, all good stuff. And don't forget, coming up, we're going to be at Angry Brothers Pub down in Racine. Mike's going to join me, as a matter of fact, coming up on Wednesday night, 6 to 8, the Bill Michaels Huddle Live down there, brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. Until we talk again tomorrow, time for us to go have a going. Boop. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.